0: I have to work with you. You ain't getting no joy. You ain't getting no joy. You just, you a little slow because you don't want nobody to see you not raising your hand. I can't be up here my wife and she watching me not raising my hand. Oh, I'm going to get it when I get to the house. I'm raising my hand if I got a lie today, Bishop. I, I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> repent later. I'm lying today. I'm going to lie today. <laughs> but I'm coming to the altar when you call the altar. Oh, no. I'm coming to the altar. your character. Work on yourself to become a good person. Yes. Yes. Amen. That your husband is proud to be around. Yes. Yes. I love it. Come here for a minute. Oh. She thought oh I love it when she, you know, she all hooked all on me. We in the department store, you know, she looking and she rubbing me all on my back and everything. Hallelujah, amen. You know, she bringing the joy out of me. We together. Hallelujah. And you, some of y'all, are so bad. I don't want no PDA. I don't want no public confession. I don't want nobody touching on me. I don't want nobody to deceive me. Why? It's yours. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. You can tell the married people when you go out to eat. Amen. Normally, they sitting across from each other, and there's no communication on themselves. Wow. But the single folk, they sit on, they got all that seat, but they sit close up on each other, all up on each other, and on one little chair. <laughs> they all up on, and they yeah. <laughs> huh? But now, the married folk, they sit over here like this, head down. Put your head down, baby. They just like this. Check it out when you go out to eat today. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Thank you, baby. You did a good job. Y'all give her a hand. All right, number three. I don't know how much more y'all can take of this. Bring good to your husband. All the men say amen. Because you'll say amen when I tell you to say amen, but you won't say it on your own. That my key. bitch! You drop me, amen. I wouldn't say it because I, you know, amen. <laughs> Bring good to your husband. So the third way to reinforce your husband's significance is by following the example from Proverbs thirty-one. We don't have time to study the chapter in depth, but verse twelve provides a good summary of, of godly wives' desire. It, look what it said. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. I love it. First lady bring me good. she's not gonna harm me. Uh, you know, my, my children, they laugh at me. Cause my wife brings me a little package, got all the little vitamins and all these little things. I say, Daddy, you're gonna live a long time. I say, yeah. They say, Daddy, you you know what's in it. I say, I don't. She can kill me if she wants to. <laughs> but she don't want to kill me. No. Uh, I want my man. Cause she brings good to me. She tells me that she's protecting her investment. That's right. I don't need no vitamins. Don't give me none. I'm a man. I don't need none of that stuff. Man, take the vitamins. Amen. Amen. Take Amen. The take take Hallelujah. That's right. Sometimes people try to tell you something without telling you. Sometimes people offer you gum, offer you a mint. Take it. They were trying to be nice about it. Would you like would you like a minute? No, I don't want I insist. <laughs> huh? You about to kill me up in here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Do you think the best of your man by encouraging and building him up? encourage him and build him up. What he does not have that you think he ought to have, you help him get it. Or are you more like the woman in in, in Proverbs 27 and 15 that says, a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. That gets on your nerves, especially if you're hitting a tin roof. So wives, let me tell you something. You got to bring good to your husband. Well, if he would do right, i will do something good. No, no. No, 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 no. You're responsible for your part, and he's responsible for his part. Yeah. See, y'all got to get out of this here tit for tat and tat for tit. No. You do your part whether they're doing theirs or not. So in the final analysis of things, it'll come out that you've always been doing your part. So girlfriend, do good to your man. Do good to your husband. You talk him up. You speak him up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because see you you got that gift that when you found him, he's not gonna stay the same by the time you are done with him. In other words, he should be better than where you found him. All right, amen. Come on now. He should be talking better. He should be praying more. Hallelujah. Some of y'all take that the wrong way. Not praying more because you aggravate him. No, he should be praying more because he wanna get closer to God. Right, He should be dressing better, right. smelling better, groomed yeah. better, because he's better than where you found him. Amen. Hallelujah. It, it does no good for you to just constantly pull him down and down and way down. when you pull him down, guess who right beside him? All right. You right there beside him, right? This my man. When you pull him down, both of y'all go down together. Huh? Right. Huh? Right. So really, what you are doing? Pulling yourself down? When you pull your man down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now y'all, you say man, but you ain't saying what? that now. Y'all just. Mm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to help you. That's it. This is family renew. Yes, I'm glad y'all got your shout and praise and everything on your holler on early. Yes. We're talking about wisdom. All right, let's 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 speed it up a little bit. So we gotta have wisdom for husbands. We gotta have wisdom for uh, wives. Then there's wisdom for grandparents. All right, some of you here, are grandparents. One grandparent told me that if I knew that my grandchildren were going to be this good, I'd have had them first. <laughs> so the impact of grandpa and grandmas in history is beyond calculation. Every person in the bloodline from Adam to Christ was a grandparent, and many made a lasting difference. You remember Hezekiah in the Bible. Hezekiah was one of the best king God people ever had. But... His father was Ahaz. Y'all know Ahaz was evil, right? Who was, the Bible said, very wicked. And fortunately, he had a grandpa named Jotham who walked with the Lord. So Hezekiah took after his grandfather rather than his father with wonderful results both personally and for the kingdom he ruled. So sometimes they don't take after the father, but they take after the grandfather. So thank God that Jotham had his head on right and he had a relationship with God because if he had not, maybe uh, uh, Hezekiah might have been out, out the box but thank God for the granddaddy the granddaddy had wisdom thank God for grandma Grandma had wisdom when the parents act like they didn't want the kids grandma stood in the gap. And a lot of y'all have stood in the gap for your own children who thought that, you know, I just want to just have some time to myself. How you going to have it? Well, I'm going to just leave the kids with grandma and granddaddy. You, some people just marry. just But gonna tell you something. When you marry, you better look at them grandparents and see if they're people that you can just leave your children with. Amen. Amen. Something happened to you. You know your kid's taking good care of, because I can look at the mama and the grandmama and the granddaddy. Amen. Amen. My kids, they don't worry about, they don't, they don't worry about if something if they had to do something, the whether the grandparents gonna be able to take care of the, the children, they already know. Cause they already be screaming, I want to go papa house, I wanna go old nana house. Papa getting ready to get get the, the he wanna he wanna rest. He about to take a nap. Uh-uh, Papa wanna play with me. <laughs> <laughs> and God knows I'd be showing up tired sometimes, trying to play with him. <laughs> EJ would tell me, yeah, Papa, I can beat you in this and this and this. I said, how you know you can beat me there? Because you old. <laughs> I said, I know one thing you can't beat me in. He said, what? I said, you can't beat me in praising God. And he said, yeah, you're right. (laughs) 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 But they got to know that, hey, uh, Proverbs 17 and 6 says, children's children are a crown to the age and parents are the pride of their children. So your children may have kept you poor, but their children will make you rich. So you have a wonderful opportunity to make a difference in the lives of the next generation. Live your life now in order to leave a legacy of love and faithfulness that will continue long after you die. You need to show your grandchildren that you love Jesus. Grandparents can make a very powerful impact. In fact, even if one generation goes straight, the next generation can be brought back through the influence of a grandparent. Some of you are bridging the gap between parents and the children and God is using you mightily and you may have an opportunity for a short period of time while they are young or God may give you a wonder of ministry during their teenage years and you are grand in his eyes, you're grand in my eyes, keep up the good work because amen, amen. grand means something. Recent study shows that the bond between grandparents and grandchildren is second in emotional power and influence only to the relationship between parents and children. So, grandparents have a very, very strong influence in their children's, grandchildren's lives. Unfortun- unfortunately, of the children studied, only 5% reported close, regular contact with at least one grandparent. Grandparents are not close to their children like they used to be once was. They're getting further and further away. Amen. The vast majority of see their grandparents only infrequently, not because they live too far away, but because the grandparents have chosen to remain emotionally distant from their grandchildren. A lot of them just say they don't want to keep them because they're just bad it all, get out. Parents don't whip and then don't want the grandparents to whip Well, listen, don't bring none of them to me. You don't want me to spank. Not one. You stay over there in that hole over there. Amen. Go go over there. You got to put on armor to get in the house. Don't send me one that I cannot chase them. If I can't discipline, y'all stay home. If I can't get them where they show out while we're going out to eat, you ain't going out with me. Y'all go to a different restaurant. (laughs) One day a teacher asked his class or her class uh, what they wanted to be when they grew up so the names of several occup- occupations filled the room. Some say, I want to be a president. Some say, I want to be a fireman. Some say, I want to be a policeman, a policewoman. I want to be a teacher. And one by one, they all gave their answer until it was Billy's turn. Yeah, we're talking Billy. So the teacher asked Billy, what do you want to be when you grow up? And Billy immediately responded, possible? Possibly. Possible teacher. Billy replied, yeah, that's what I want to be. My mom tells me, always tells me that I'm impossible. So when I grow up, I want to become possible. Amen. Billy, you're just impossible. So he said, I want to be possible when I grow up. That mm. stuck with little Billy. One thing, one thing's got to happen, and, and and I know we don't like this. Some of you all, ah uh-uh, ah, don't touch my child. But listen, you got to deliver discipline. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Swindoll, some of y'all read his, his his writings, referred to children as having bents. Now, what he mean is that our kids are really children of Adam and Eve, and as such, have a bent towards self will and sin. Just like we do. So God has positioned parents strategically in order to provide discipline and correction for children. Got it? Proverbs 29 and 15. I ain't making it up. The rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother And most mamas don't like to be disgraced. Now, we cannot teach your child correctly and have to discipline them every five minutes. And look like the one that got the baddest kids. You know, we have the rod of correction over. Oh, while the correction over here. You know, uh, we you know, if the families, you know, they, they have a choice to sign, 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 whether or not we can uh, uh, give discipline to the child if they, you know, act up. We get a little, you know, got a little ruler thing and hit them in the hand like that. And most of them got the bad kid. Don't want to sign. Let me tell y'all something. Have y'all really realized this? If they would have raised us like they raised these kids, like did they, and, and and without them, man, we would have turned that place out. Me and my brother would have turned it out. <laughs> but they threatened to kill us. You don't sit and I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> mama, you can't kill the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and see, my mama and daddy ain't ever have to come out to the school because they said, if I have to come out there. Just by them saying those words, we saw a picture in our mind, them coming out there. And they told us if you go to jail, you better hope one of your friends can get you out because I'm not coming. Now, we had to think in our mind, do they mean that? They meant every word of it. They like God, I swear by my word. That's <laughs> what God said, I swear by my word. And they meant that thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then we came along. Well, I ain't going to do my kids like they did me. They all tried to kill me. I ain't going to do my kids like that. Then they look at, shut up, mama. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Daddy, you know I knock you out. That's how the kid talking to the parent now. Before we got the word shut, we'd have been on the floor like this. <laughs> and they'll be looking around, what happened to the baby? What happened to the baby? I remember when we were coming up, man, we'd be, at, we'd be cutting up in the grocery store. we may mess around and pull something off the shelf. They come here. Come. When they put them teeth together, come here. I mean, come here now. And they don't do no counting. Ain't no one, two, three. Come Yeah, Right here. Back here. Come here. You come up there. By, you teeter tot on over there. Stand right here by me. And then they reach their hand up there, right down that side, and pinch you and turn it. And, 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 and then you be over there just dancing. Your mouth like to hear. You be like right that for about five seconds, then something come out. Ah! <laughs> you get ready to check out. You walking through the store like this. <laughs> then you get in the car. Now next time you show up like that, I'm gonna take my shoe off and I'm gonna hit you right in the head. You hear me? We, we realize they went a little bit too far sometimes. Yeah. But, hey. but it worked! It worked. <laughs> How many of y'all had a fear of your dad or your mama? Oh Man, I had a, a, a fear, a reverential fear like God. Let me tell you something. In my house, you better not steal something. Oh. <laughs> you know, my mom was a traveling evangelist. And I remember riveting my mind. One day my sister was out there back there just cutting up. And she was just praying to God. And she was just still talking and everything. She walked down there, walked right there to the right where she was there showing up. And she went. It, you could hear it all over the church. Looked like she lost all of her teeth at the same time, <laughs> and she, I, my mama, acted like she wouldn't do nothing. She kept on talking what she was talking about. From that day to this, my sister never cut up in church ever again. And when me and my brother saw that, we said we don't want none of that. <laughs> See, I told you they went a little bit too far, but I'm telling you. But we done went, to, they was too far this way, we done went too far that way. Amen. You got to have some measure of discipline for these children, or they going to try to tell you what to do. Yes, sir. And I'm not going to have one run in my house that don't pay no bills. Amen. How you let little June Bud run the house he ain't paying nothing? It up all the water, won't we'll turn the lights off. Turn these lights off when you finish, huh? Uh, using up everything, using the toilet paper like they're going crazy. We need some more toilet I just put a new roll in there. My grandmama said, Is butt eating toilet paper? <laughs> she said, you can't go in there a you go tick, 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 and you get about five or six. Then you cut it off. Y'all, you just go in there. <laughs> Not paying for nothing. <laughs> and don't try to keep up with paper towel. Help, we didn't have that when I was growing up. We had a, we had a towel over there that you got to <laughs> dry your hands on. Hallelujah. Leonardo da Vinci once put it this way. He said, he who does not punish evil commands it to be done. Proverbs 22 and 15 says, a youngster's heart is filled with rebellion, but punishment will drive it out of him. That's the word. Ladies and gentlemen, you can read all the books you want. You can get advice from all the people you get advice but I'm going to tell you that the Bible knows best Amen. how to raise a child. Yes, sir. I'm about done. Am I boring you? No, sir. So when we correct our children, it is important that we do it out of love. Yes. Yes. I want to make that point. See, Proverbs 2 and 12 said, because the Lord disciplined those he loves, As a father and son, he delights in. When you delight in your children, you discipline them because you love them. And sometimes you got to give them tough love. Sometimes you know they want to go someplace real bad. You got to tell them they can't go. And this is the punishment for what you've been disobedient. And you know all of your heart. You got to go in there and cry in the the bedroom because you really want them to go. But you ain't going to let them go because you got to hold to your word. Amen. Amen. And for some parents, it's easy to say no, and for some of us, it's hard to say no. Now, I was the easy one with my kid coming up. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Because they know when their mama meant no, no meant no. I would try to help him kind of justify out of the note, <laughs> but a lot of time it just didn't work. Uh. It just didn't work, and even when Myra used to get in trouble, Jerrish uh, used, used to try to negotiate for him. <laughs> say, "Mama, she didn't mean it. She, she didn't mean she didn't mean to do it. Give her another chance. Let her, let her have another chance." The mom said, "No." He go by and say, Wow, Mama said no." You discipline children because you love them. If you delight in your children, you will discipline them. Right. Another famous proverb puts it this way: He who spares the rod hates his son. But he who loves him is a careful, he's care, is careful to discipline him. That's what Proverb 13, 24 says. Now we don't like talk like this. But this is working for our good. See, Proverbs 6 and 23 helps us see the long-term faith. The corrections of discipline are the way to life. If we discipline for our sake but for the well-being of our children, that's what it's all about. If we want them to live life to its fullest, then we must do our job of correcting them when they need it. This is something that people have got away from. We don't discipline when they need it. Right. 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 Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got to discipline them when they need it. Amen. Amen. We're not raising little hoodlums around here. Amen. And thugs. Right. We're raising children of God. In other words, we're r- really doing our kids a favor when we discipline them. Some, someone sa- has said the parents who are afraid to put their foot down will have, a, have children who step on their toes. Proverbs 29, 17 says, discipline your son and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. In the Living Bible, it translates 19 and 18, says, Discipline your sons in his early years while there is hope. If you don't, you will ruin his life. Mm, Some of y'all say, oh, bitch, I wish I had this teaching before I got started. See, when, when we instruct and discipline our children, it's important that we provide a good example for them. When you discipline, you got to be a good example. That's why reviewing good a uh, 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 God is so critical. I can tell, but never teach until I practice what I preach. Amen. You be telling them, I'm telling you, you need to do this. But until you do it, right. you you in there telling your children. Now I want you to be like this. I want you to be like that. And then you and mama, y'all just in there just going at it. Y'all in there just fussing each other out and fussing each other until your head about to pop off. And then you could turn around and say, now all right, daughter, I want you to be little princess. I want you to be sweet. I want you to be. Now how can a prince come from a witch? She's gonna do what you do. So while we discipline them, we got to walk that thing out ourselves. Now walk it out, yes. huh? Right. And then finally, we got to have wisdom for children. Proverbs also provides some helpful principles for children and teenagers. Number one, we ain't forgot about y'all children. Y'all got part two in this. Growing wisdom. Everybody say growing wisdom. See, much of the book of Proverbs is arranged as words of wisdom from a father to his son, uh, uh, to his growing son. Proverbs 2 challenges children to accept wisdom and apply understanding. Children are not only to thrive or strive to get good grades in classroom, but to do well in the school of wisdom. You've got to bring them to Bible study, you've got to bring them to Sunday school. They need to know more about the word of God, along with getting their good grades. I never understood it. Now you may, you've been doing this for what, 23, 25 years in a Christian school. Why do the unbelievers come through the line bumping all that music, got the, you know, the, the smoke on, you can smell it through the window and everything else, and they bring them to a Christian school? <laughs> Not cussing all in the music and bumping them. All right, go ahead on the school now. You bring them to a Christian school when you don't want to do right. You got to be the first example for the children. Y'all let me know when I'm teaching good. Now look at this, Proverbs 10 and 1. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son, grief to his mother. All you that don't want to give your your children a little tap-tap, you're going to pay for that. You know, I heard people say, oh, she too pretty to spank. Lies you tell. He too handsome for you to spank him right now. Foolishness is in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction. All the old saints saying, drive it. Number two, y'all, y'all, young folks, y'all hold on there. Choose friends wisely. This is wisdom. This is wisdom. Wisdom for children. Choose. Say that with me. Choose friends wisely. See, some of you are struggling spiritually because of the friends you hang out with. Listen to Proverbs 287 in the Amplified Bible. Whoever keeps the law of God and man is a wise son, but he who is a companion of gluttons and a carousing self indulgent dul- 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 and extravagant shames his father. Somebody always want to go out and do their free spirit, just do whatever you got to choose your friends wisely, young people. Number three, listen to instructions. I can encourage you to listen to what your mom or your dad is trying to tell you. Look what 19 and 17 said. Stop listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. So I know many of you don't believe this, but even the discipline you receive when you mess up is a good thing. Your parents are actually doing you a favor. So try to not become bitter towards them. Because Proverbs 15 and 5 says, A fool spurns his father's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. You are a wise person when you take heed to when they try to tell you something. But if you're always spurning your father's discipline, I'm mad at him. I don't know why he did that to me anyway. Okay, you still want to be re- rebelled and go different? Your life is going to take a different turn. Some of us wish we had some of the choices back that we made years, yester- years ago. Yeah. And then number four, here's other one. Respect your parents. Some of you may feel like parents are out to lunch, and sometimes we are. But it's important to respect them. The command to honor parents comes with a promise. And that promise, according to Ephesians 6 and 3, is that life will go well for you and that you may live long. And that sure beats the alternative that is graphically presented in Proverbs 30 and 17. Look what it says. The eye that marks a father that scorns obedience to a mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley and will be eaten by the vultures. Oh your life is not going to go right when you go against your mom and daddy. You're going to be eaten like by the vultures. And vultures don't care not by what it eat It eats dead stuff. If we're going to learn any wisdom, y'all, we've got to learn it from the scriptures. Wisdom for the family. Let me close it out. This is my submission. Husbands, listen to me now. I'm closing it out. I'm not going to say I'm closing three times. (laughs) Husbands, work at affirming your wife's need for security. Say this with me, security. security. Now that's our responsibility as husbands. We've gotta make sure that they feel secure enough to ask us anything. Anytime your wife feels apprehensive, and say, I don't know if I can talk to you about this because you ain't gonna take it the right way, she's not secure enough. Right. Your wife should be secure enough that she can say it wrong. If you say it the wrong way, you're gonna help her straighten it out in the end. I feel so secure and so free that I can say this to my husband and he won't try to kill me with it. But he'll make me feel secure. That's our responsibility. Wives, strive to make your husband feel significant. That was the key word, significant. That's the second S. The first S was what? Security. The second S is significant. Men strive on feeling significant. And I don't care how small it, baby, you showed enough did that good. You tied them shoes real good. <laughs> I did, baby. Come here, let me tie your shoes and tie your shoes and tie your shoes, tie your shoes. Make him feel significant. You feel significant. That's all you need. Listen, you're going to have a husband for life. And then grandparents, y'all still here? Focus on making your grandkids feel special. That's the third S, special. You make your grandkids feel special. You got it? Parents, y'all still here? Provide an atmosphere in the home where your children feel supported. Supported. That's the fourth S, supported. You know what? Now, when your children are coming along, they're going to get in things and events in school. Some of them are going to try it for sports, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. But do you know what? Even while they're there, and even if they don't get in the game, they're looking around to see if they have been supported by their mama and their daddy. Something is wrong when the mama is always there supporting the children and stuff, and the daddy is missing. Men, you support your kids. Are y'all hearing me? Don't you make them kids feel like whatever you got going on is more important than them. Your friends are not more important than your kids. Your wannabe sports days, that's over with. You didn't make the pros. So go support your kids. And there's something wrong, Daddy. He always being there with you at ballet and everything. Your mama don't never show up. I don't care. They got two left feet. How did I do, Daddy? You did great, baby girl. You did good. Keep practicing now. Keep practicing. <laughs> support! That might not what they what m- may not be what they want to do for the rest of their life, but at least you support them to a point, cause they're trying to find their way through life. That's good for right. They might start off in the basketball. One day they come to you say, "I don't want to do this more. Right you. I don't want to do this more." But you did support them to the point where they said, "That's not for me." So what am I saying? Mom and daddy, y'all need to support as much as possible. That's all right, baby. That's all right. Go ahead on. You'll get another chance. Don't discourage your kids. And putting them under pressure, under pressure, like so. I see some of these other people. I mean, you be at the little game. Come here, Tyler. You suck. Why do you want to tell little Tyler that? He just learning. Nobody tell you that. You done missed some shots too. You can go out there to the back. Go, go out there right now. You'll miss a whole bunch of them. Support your kids. Don't let it be one-sided with mama there all the time or daddy there all the time. You find yourself supporting them. Then finally, children. Follow God's ways in order to be successful. You want to be successful in life? Follow God's way. I've enjoyed this family series. I've enjoyed this family series. Listen to me. Somebody say, well,. You didn't, you didn't teach to impress me today. You didn't teach to impress me. I won't, I need them. Uh, but listen, along with impressing, I don't imp- teach to impress. I just want to impress upon you that this is what God wants us to do. Yes. I don't never impress you. I hope I impress upon you that, hey, I need to straighten this out. I need to do this right. I need to get this together because God is counting on me. Yes he is. Counting on me. I teach for results. I want to see results around this place where we're doing it doing family God's way. Not our way, but we're doing family God's way. And I don't care who don't like it, we're gonna do it family God's way. Are y'all following me today? So after today we should have better husbands, better wives. Better grandparents, better parents, and better children. Are you following me? Take this lesson and go back over it with your family, with your household, and watch God move in your house. Hallelujah. Y'all love the Lord in here? Come on, let's give the Lord a praise. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing.